welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 124. Go to church. I have, as most guys listening to this, I'm sure, a group chat with some of my closest friends, right? And these things tend to be, anyway, what, three to five guys, maybe you have a close friend group, or maybe it's a little larger, 10 or 15. And we mainly use it to just check up on each other, you know, talk about things that may have happened during the week, ask for prayers. Uh, the one that I'm referring to specifically is for the various guys that I'm friends with at my church, or as I usually refer to them on the Theolog podcast, my brothers, right? And of course, everyone has to have them. Iron sharpens iron. We've talked about this many times before. But a few weeks or maybe even a few months ago, one of the guys in that group, one of my brothers, sent a message after missing liturgy, I want to say two or three weeks in a row. He sent a message, something along the lines of, guys, please pray for me. I, I'm going through some spiritual warfare right now. And as most guys will know, having been on the receiving end of this, Sometimes you have to hear a hard reality, right? And this is one of the things that I think most men are pretty good at is knowing when to just be straight with their guys. Sometimes we can be a little too straight and that can have problems of its own. But this was one of those moments, right? This was one of those moments where I knew that I had to be direct with him, right? The, let's say, coddling probably wouldn't have helped. Like, you know, of course I'm praying for him. I'm praying for him every day. Should always be playing, praying for your close friends. But to just say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry to hear that. I'm praying for you. Wasn't what he needed to hear at that moment. So I responded to him. And of course I started with, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm praying for your brother. You know, as always, please pray for me. Keep me in your prayers. But then I said, you know, if you're going through spiritual warfare, and you know, sometimes it can be hard to know whether or not that's happening, but Oftentimes, we can get a sense for it. I said, if you feel like you're going through spiritual warfare right now, why aren't you coming to liturgy? Right? And for those of you who may have stumbled in, this is your first field log. Um, liturgy is the Orthodox Christian service that we do on Sundays, right? What people might call, you know, just going to church. And of course, that's the topic for today. I kept it relatively broad. But we're talking about the Sunday service. So I told him, you should be going to liturgy, if that's what you're going through, right? It's like texting your friends and saying, hey guys, pray for me, you know, I'm feeling really sick, I've been sick for the last three weeks. First question might be, did you go to a doctor, right? Or you broke your leg, guys, my leg is really hurting, did you go to a doctor? Or maybe you're struggling, I don't know, financially or something, you don't know how to file your taxes or something, did you go to an accountant, right? This is sort of that same idea. And I want to use that as a segue, as I you know tend to, to talk about this idea of, quote-unquote, going to church. And of course, I'm using the, the cultural phrase here, right? To go to church. Usually when people ask me, especially people who aren't Orthodox, ask me what I'm doing on any given Sunday, I don't tend to say go to liturgy. Just say go to church. They'll understand what it is that I'm saying, roughly. But let's start with, with first things first. How many times have I said that the first commitment of the warrior king is to God, right? Seven commitments, we're all, I think, pretty familiar with them at this point. Rank in order of priority 
the things that should be top of our mind. Right? What am I, as a man, specifically a man living the warrior king ethos, committing my life to? Right? That's why they're called the seven commitments. What am I committing my life to? What am I pledging my existence to? And the first thing is God. Now, of course, this has to be true for any Christian, but since the audience for the field log is men, I'm addressing the men. And of course, that means myself, right? First and foremost, I say this all the time, the field log is for me. But if your first commitment in life, if the stated purpose of your existence before anything else, is to pursue your relationship with God. Why wouldn't you be at God's house? Seems pretty simple, right? There's a story in the Gospels where the Lord wanders off, right? He was about 12 years old, I believe. And the Theotokos, the Blessed Virgin, and her husband, Joseph, are traveling, right? They're traveling for a few days. Nobody has seen Jesus for a few days, and they think, oh, maybe he's at the the back of the caravan, right? But after a few days, they decide to look for him and they they can't really find him. So of course, as any mother would, the Blessed Virgin starts to freak out, right? She's really worried, where's my son? Well, eventually they retrace their steps and they find him in the temple. He's been there this entire time. And at first she gets very angry, which confuses the Lord, right? I think his words were something along the lines of, didn't you know that I would be about my father's business? Right? Of course, the first indication that he is the son of God, because he was in his father's house, the temple, the church. So first things first, we have to go to church because it is the primary location, not that any other location won't do the trick right you can pray anywhere but it is it is the primary location where we go to have a real encounter with the living god and since you're listening to the field log i'm assuming that that's something that's important to you in fact the most important thing we want to go to the place where we encounter the living god of course if you're orthodox especially which my opinion on this is very clear i'm very open about this i think you should be you want to go to receive communion right the precious body and blood of our Lord and God and Savior. If you're missing out on that opportunity one, two, three weeks in a row, not just the grace of the building that you're in, but also that real encounter with the physical presence of God himself, you're depriving yourself of the main vehicle, it seems to me, and I should probably pause here and give my usual disclaimer. I'm not a priest. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a bishop. I am a godfather, but That means I guide him, not you. If anything I say seems weird or seems out of tune with what your priest would tell you, please disregard it. But it seems to me the primary way by which we experience our relationship with God. If you're missing out on that opportunity, nothing good is going to come from that. Right? And I can go on. There are other things that happen on that Sunday when we're in that building. I'm actually recording this on a Sunday. I'm recording this for tomorrow, right? I'm a little behind on field logs right now. Thankfully, we haven't missed any, right? The weekly schedule is working out quite well, but I'm recording three today. So for this Monday, the next, and then the one after that, I'm recording this after, I want to say, six hours spent in that building today. Showed up at 10. Liturgy ends at 12. 
what was it, coffee hour until 2, council meeting until 3.30, and then about 30 minutes wrapping up and heading out, right? That is a time, that time after liturgy, is a time of fellowship, both with your brothers in the church and all the other families that you are striving towards the kingdom with together, right? If our first commitment is to God and his church as expressed in the creed, right? That's what the first commitment says. We want to spend some quality time with those people. And that doesn't just mean on Sundays, of course, right? You can meet up with people during the week. You should, right? I, I think everybody who has a, I want to say an eye towards healthy human relationships would encourage you to build community on a, not just a weekly basis, but ideally on a daily basis. But this is another thing that you have to be geared towards, right? If you're going to be spending any time anywhere at all on Sundays, a lot of people think of Sunday as their what? Sunday fun day, right? That's what we do. Our Sunday is the day that we don't have to go to work. Why would I want to be encumbered with something like church? That's not the thinking of a warrior king. You need to build community. Everything that we do is for our community. How are you going to know your community's needs if you're not spending time with them? So a church coffee hour or fellowship, as it's sometimes called, is, a, is an opportunity for you to connect with the people whose lives are impacting, right? If you're a man living the warrior king ethos, there are increasing spheres of responsibility you have. First things first, you have to get your own house in order, right? That starts with yourself. And then if you're married and have children, it goes to your family. And then it goes to your extended family, right? Or immediate family, I think is the word. Mother, father, brother, sister an extended family. Church family too, right? In some ways you could even say that church family being spiritual supersedes blood family, right? The Lord says, he who loves his mother or father more than me is not worthy of me. And if that's said about our family, how much more is it true of our Sunday fun day? And I can tell you, at least for myself, that that time spent with the people that are in my parish, right? My church family, the people with whom I'm one body in the church, in my parish, that's some of the best time I spend all week. It's my favorite day of the week. I used to say, somewhat seriously, that Monday was my favorite day of the week because it was a new beginning. I could start over, try again to be a man. But depending on how we define favorite, if we're talking about what do I enjoy the most, it's Sunday for sure. No question. So if you're not going on a weekly basis, you're not building those relationships, Firstly, with God, and then second, with the people that God has put with you side by side to struggle the Christian struggle. And for you to be of service to them, of course, right? The primary goal of the warrior king, let me know if I'm repeating myself here, right? Is to serve others, to serve the people God has put in your care. And your care doesn't always have to mean, oh, my wife and my kids who I'm fully responsible for. It also means that friend that I have that's having problems, who needs help, and I'm the person who can help him, right? I was having a conversation with one of my guys at church today who had to head out a little early, right? And a little early means after an hour, one hour, had to head out. He has a coffee date with a girl who wants to talk about orthodoxy, right? She's Christian. She's not orthodox. She wants to ask him questions. So I spent some time talking to him about apologetics work. You know, I, I like to think, and I hope I'm not being arrogant here, I like to think that I'm pretty good at that, explaining the faith to people in a way that resonates with them, in a way that makes them understand, right? Of course, it's the Holy Spirit who gives us those abilities at all. But 
I was the person he needed in that moment. There's lots of other things that he needs that I'm not the person for. Right? Last week, same guy was talking to one of our friends who does a lot of boxing. I I can't help you with that. I did Muay Thai for a few years, but nothing like this other guy. So how are you going to serve those people if you're not there? Like, imagine if I hadn't been there that Sunday. You know, I'm tired. I drive to church 90 minutes one way. Right? I leave Saturday, get up there, vigil service, get a hotel, Sunday morning, liturgy. Coffee hour, drive back. But saying, I don't want to spend the gas. I don't want to spend the hotel. I wouldn't have been there to give him some pointers before that conversation, which for all we know, could be this girl's entryway into the church, which is really important. The most important thing, I would say. So we have to understand that while the vast majority of what we talk about on the field log is things of a practical nature, Not implying, I don't mean to imply that spirituality isn't practical too, but things like stewardship, right? Wealth, things like working, getting things done, training, relationships. We don't spend too much time on the first commitment because I'm not really qualified to talk about it. Unless I'm saying things that maybe are, you know, common sense or quoting people who are qualified, like the church fathers and those kinds of things. Even though it isn't the main thing we talk about, it is the most important thing. So if you've listened to the field log and you've gotten some value out of it, first of all, I'm very happy that that's been the case for you. But if that's happened at all, you have to understand that everything we've talked about is in the service of that moment. That moment when you show up at liturgy, when you show up at church, when you take the time to give some of the time that God has gifted you, you give some of it back. Right? This is all we can ever do. We're like children asking their parents for so we can buy them a birthday present with their own money. It's all we can ever do with God. Everything we give God, He gave to us first. But it's more of a symbolic gesture, really. Tithing, we give some back. It was all God's money anyway. But we give some of our time back. If we care about the Warrior King ethos at all, you don't just get to have your cake and eat it too, saying, oh, this is all really useful and I want to be a, a real man and I want to be of service to people and I want to be more efficient and earn more money and be more physically strong and I want to have good relationships, but I don't want to spend the time going to liturgy. I can tell you right now that this has to be your number one priority. This has to be my number one priority. There have been times, well, thank God not many, but there have been times where I felt really unwell, I was sick or I was injured or something, and then I said, ah, I'm not going this week. It's a long drive, the hotel, I'm, I'm not going to go. I regret those times. When I didn't make God my number one priority. Now, of course, if life literally prevents you from going, your car breaks down, and you just cannot get up there, it happens. But is I didn't sleep well last night, life preventing you, right? Is I'm really tired, I'm really depressed, I want to stay home and eat ice cream. Is that a reason? Ironically, those are the times that you need to be at liturgy. So what are the excuses we're, we're telling ourselves? When we don't go. In what ways do we justify to ourselves skimping out on our number one commitment? Right? And you can really expand the scope of this to prayers, right? Once, you know, it it gets pretty easy eventually going once a week. I for me it's autopilot now. I never consider not going unless something really egregious were to happen. But then what about the two times a day that you have to show up for God morning prayers, evening prayers? And this one is really directed towards myself because this is something that I confess a lot. Why do we seem to have such a hard time 
showing up for those moments because we don't feel it immediately? Do we need that instant reward? Right? These are the kinds of questions you should ask yourself when you're analyzing if this is something that you potentially struggle with. And God willing, it's not. Right? I, hope, I really hope that this is a wasted field log. Right? And of course, as we all understand, these are my thoughts as I'm recording them, right? Real time. Voice. And I thought about this at some point. That's why I ended up on the list. If you've had periods where, like I have, where going to church was a little harder, what are those reasons? We have to dig deep down into ourselves and ask ourselves, why aren't we going? And you can take that a little further too, right? Once you get to the point where you're showing up, let's say you're showing up consistently, right? Every week. You're making it to the Wednesday Vespers too, and you're making it to the Saturday's Vigil, or you know, if you're not Orthodox, then you're making it to Bible study or whatever it is that different denominations have. Are you showing up or are you showing up? Are you really there? Is your mind wandering? Are you present? Are you prayerful? This can be hard sometimes. This is something that I struggle with immensely. And maybe you do too. Is my physical body there, but my mind is somewhere else? How do I justify that to myself? So we have to make a commitment, if you haven't already, to being in that building every week. One of the things my priest always likes to say is, if you think about these old churches, right? In the Holy Land, Jerusalem, let's say. Churches that have been around for 1,500, 1,600, 1,700 years. Those walls are really prayed in. Can you imagine the amount of grace in that building? What could possess a man to want to lose that opportunity? The church has been around for 100 years, right? Most of us are in America, I'm sure. It's been around for 100 years, let's say. It's a really old church. Oh, it's been around for 20 years. That's 20 years of people praying at least once a week in there, together, in unison, directed towards God. What could possess a man to want to miss out on that opportunity? And of course, as I'm saying this, the verbiage seems to betray it, possess, right? So I think we all know the answer. So we have to commit ourselves at all times to pursue our relationship with God. How does one do that? Right? And as far as I can speak on it, I can only speak on it in general terms. How do we commit ourselves to ideas, right? I don't have some sort of spiritual secret sauce I can give you, unfortunately. I'm not your guy. Talk to your priest. If you're struggling with this, of course. But we always have to ask ourselves, right? And this applies to other things in life too. But specifically, we're talking about church here today. Am I as committed to this as I'm pretending to be? Right? Pretending to the world, pretending to myself. Or as I'm saying I am, right? And if I am, what does that commitment mean to me? What does it say about a man to profess to be Orthodox or to profess to be Christian even and then not go? What am I saying to myself? What am I saying to the world? We have to get an understanding, not just mentally, also spiritually, it seems to me, to get an understanding of what this means to us so that we can go weekly. One of the things I can say from my perspective is since I go with my fiancé every week, If there ever was a time where I thought I was going to skip, I certainly am not now. Because once we're married, I'm not just going to be responsible for my own spiritual well-being, but hers too, right? The man, the father, the husband is the spiritual head of the household. You are the priest of your home. So I have a responsibility, not only to go for myself, but for other people. Maybe you're in that boat. 
right? Maybe you have a wife and you have kids, or you want to one day. Don't you want to be the man going into that situation who's already incredibly committed? And I understand. Things happen, right? Life gets in the way. It can be really hard. But that's why the world distracts us. That's why some of the fathers say death to the world, it seems. And of course, the world is a catchphrase for the passions. That's what St. Isaac the Syrian says. But in this way, the world includes things like work, right? Or physical ailments. And of course, I'm not encouraging anybody to go to church and spread your sickness around, but how bad is it really? Are you contagious? Are you just injured? Are you tired? Ask yourself those things, right? If you're truly committed to being the man God wants you to be, you'd want to hear what he has to say once a week, right? Or in the prayers twice a day or blessing your meal or at all times when we're praying, right? That's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to pray at all times, pray without ceasing, as St. Paul says. So if you've been struggling with this recently, and of course, if you see this episode pop up and you decided to listen to it and you don't struggle with this right now, you're a market, right? Try to remember this for if it ever happens, if you fall off a little bit. It's happened to me before. It may, God forbid, happen to you one day. So earmark this so that you can come back to it and think about these things and remind yourself. God is calling me to be a particular man and it starts with Him. St. Paisio says, masculinity is giving yourself completely to Christ. Or manliness, I believe. Giving yourself completely to Christ. Part of that means being at the divine services. Be at the divine services. Go to church. Go as much as you can. Try to conform your life around your faith. Your faith has given you everything. If we live a good Christian life, we might be rewarded with eternal life. I think that's worth one day a week. So whenever you struggle, try to come back to this episode. I will remember to come back to it, God willing. And remind myself that whatever it is I have to take care of that day, whatever my other obligations, whatever's preventing me in life, whatever's getting in the way, whatever is distracting me, the first thing, the very first thing I have to do is go to church. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.